Okay, so now. Do we have new side effects? No, that's how it usually ends, so it's just doing that. It could end like that, actually, this time. Just leave this all in. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. Tonight, my co-host, Pat Gennetti, is stuck on It's a Small World. So I have four awesome Mickey Dude rotating commentators with me. Hailing from across the pond, we have our very own Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. Time will tell, my friend. Time will tell. Coming from up north in Buffalo, New York, we have Chuck Fitzgerald. Did you forget who I was for a second? I almost called you Chuck Ostrander for a second, and then I called Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Uh, Dave, we've been doing this for a hundred and some odd episodes now, and you don't know the difference between me and Kyle? I don't or like that Chuck that related? much. Good lord. It's always that little thing on the fly. It just happens. You know, you try hosting. Brother from another mother. Oh, boy. That, too. You want to give your opening line now? Uh, Chuck Fitzgerald, not Kyle Ostrander. <laughs> And speaking of not Kyle from North Carolina, we have Kyle Ostrander. Nope. No. Nope. No. No. What? Too too far you're, north. You're wrong. Too far north. You're wrong yeah. again. Just like your pizza. <laughs> you're from you're South wrong. Carolina. Yeah. Wow. I'm a redneck, not a Tar Heel. So, um, well, I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. So, my, well, my my joke's gonna suck now because I'm depressed. <laughs> but uh, what, what do you call a fly without wings? I don't know. What do you call a fly without a wings? Walk. A walk. Hey, I, I guess beat Chuck him to the punchline. So I guess Chuck is Kyle tonight. Yes, man. <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep it going that way. All right. My name's Chuck, and I like the snow. And <laughs> hailing from the land where his football team is just as good as his city's pizza, we have... Tim Schweska. <laughs> well, it finally took you long enough. The last horse crosses the finish line. Congratulations. This year's Thanksgiving scent will be fat. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I did not expect that. And while I try to get this uh, derailed train back on track, you... let's have a word from our sponsors. You know, if you're the conductor, you're responsible for the fact that it got derailed. Yeah, you're the derailer. I'm the motorman. You're the conductor, Chuck. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. 
take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Pat's Jeanette, Pat Jeanette's voice makes me steamy. It still does. I don't care how many times I hear this. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, gentlemen, I want to tell you a story about a text I got about maybe two weeks ago from a friend that I don't hear from that often, but out of the blue, while I was teaching, I get this text saying, hey, can you do me a favor? One of my really good friends is in Disney World now. Can you give me any tips that I can pass on to him to make his uh, family visit more magical? Is this opposed as to the get yourself tested text you get about every week? (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to dignify that one with a response. Talk about my city's pizza, will you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's start off with a Mickey Dudes poll. As King of Sugar Rush, I hereby officially decree that it's time for a Mickey Dudes podcast poll. Okay, gentlemen, so obviously my response to this guy when he texted me was, Hey, uh, you know, the first piece of advice I could give you was you should have asked me for advice six months ago. But with that said now, let's play a little game. Let's say you just got a text like that and you hear that it's Sunday night right now and they will be, whoever texted you is going to be in Disney World starting tomorrow night and they're looking for places to eat. So you look on your app and you see on Tuesday a family of, for a family of four, they have a couple ADRs available. Which of these following restaurants that are going to be open on Tuesday, the 28th of November, would you tell a family of four, let's say two adults and two children, you fill in the ages, to visit for breakfast? We have open a 1900 Park Fair at 805 and 1115. The new Ale and Compass at 920. Boma at 940. Cape May at 945. Fresh Mediterranean Market at 845. The Grand Flow Cafe at 10. Hollywood and Vine at 9. 
Garden Grill at 9.40, Wave at 9.15, Trails End at 9.25, Tusker House at 9.40, and Whispering Canyon at 9.40. Of those, which ones jump out at you? Which would you send your group of friends to to make, say, hey, there's a, there's a spot open, make this reservation, you'll have a really great time. Chuck. Um, what was the Hollywood Studios one that was at 8.30? Hollywood and Vine? Yeah, I'm taking that. Let's just... Okay. Because Hollywood Studios opens at 9 that day, so they'd get pre-park um, access, or pre-park opening access, and have a good opportunity to get some pictures with low crowds, plus the um, the meal itself. And I think it's a character breakfast? It is a character yes. breakfast, but it's uh, Disney Junior, so well, it all depends on the age of the children in that case. Well, I don't yeah, have, have children, so I didn't even consider that. Yeah, well, I'm well, I'm basically saying if it's if it's really young children, that would be a hit. But if it's tweens, for instance, do you real do they really want to get their picture taken with uh, Handy Manny? You're They'll playing fast and loose with the rules, fans. Dave. They'll get over it. I'm just, I'm just. Throwing it out there. Kyle, what about you? All right there, uh, Frank. Um, <laughs> think I'm going to go with Tusker House. Um, I forgot the time, but it's an animal kingdom. So you got, and right there behind Tusker House is Kilimanjaro. So finish eating, go to Kilimanjaro. Usually not a big weight. So that's what I'm going with. You get to see Misky. Misky? Yeah, Mick, yeah, Misky, whatever. Misky, that is uh, Mickey's Slovakian cousin. <laughs> and and, uh, and Grofi and Plutarius. Sure you're going to with Disney? no pants, yes. You come visit. We love you. I am the machine. Stephen, what about you? I would follow up uh, what Chuck was saying. Regardless of what age you are, getting into a park early. Uh, if they are a wee bit older, it just means obviously if they're not planned for things, they can either pick their ride, they can go to Toy Story Mania, they can go to uh, the Tower or go to uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. So specifically it's not really about the food, it is the location, you know, especially if you've not got uh, your fast passes or booked previously. Okay, and Tim? Well, I'm going to go ahead and suggest the wave. And the reason I'm suggesting the wave, number one, especially if they're kind of first-timers, it's going to ensure them a ride on the monorail and also puts them very close to the Magic Kingdom. It's also a very diverse buffet where the kids are going to be happy and also you're actually going to see uh, some nice choices for the adults as well. So kind of uh, almost a... Kill, kill a lot of birds with one stone there. And I'm going to send them to Whispering Canyon Cafe because they have a lot of interactive things to do for the children over there. The children have a good time. Plus, the servers give you a, a bit of an attitude. And if you're dumb enough to be uh, texting me the day of asking for advice in the first place, someone should be giving you an attitude. So hopefully it's your server. <laughs> so that's why I'm sending you over to the Whispering Canyon Cafe. So, I, before we continue, I'd like to point something out. Everyone 
within this group, except for Dave, was trying to be helpful. Dave was being vindictive. No, I'm not. The children would love whispering candy. Oh, uh, I'm not going to That's gonna a very miski like that... attitude. I got news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Misky would not be appreciative of your vindictive nature. Um... He's much more like duck with no pants. <laughs> Uh, I mean, <laughs> Whispering Canyon's a great choice. We we had our uh, our actual first Mickey dude people meet up where we met each other um, at Whispering Canyon, and it was Aww. fantastic. The food was great, but uh, Dave, your your rationale of oh they're going to give you attitude for asking me on the day of is the complete opposite of what Misky would want. What would Misky? Oh, I'm not. What, I'm not WWMD. telling them that one. What would Miski do? I'm definitely do? not going to be telling them that one. What I'm going to be telling them is that breakfast skillet is to die for. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I have to have a little fun with it, too, because, hey, I'm a New Yorker. I thought from North Dakota. <laughs> I thought it was New Jersey. Oh, them's fighting words. I can, I can hang up on you at any time. The new Mickey it's fine. Dude's I'm game. still recording. Where in the world is Kyle Ostrander? <laughs> We're going to miss Chuck from uh, Virginia. <laughs> and with that, this has been a Mickey Dudes poll. All right. And with that. Hashtag uh, Mickey. I hate you people. You people. You people. You people. You started it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, gentlemen, so we're going to continue along the lines of this text that I got, and we're going to now talk about what last-minute advice we would actually give. All kidding aside, yeah, I did say that people should get somewhat of an attitude and go to Whispering Canyon for that reason, but... I do like to help my friends make a magical time when they are in Disney. So what is some last minute information that you can give them to really kind of help them maximize their trip? I mean, granted, they should have asked us six months ago, but most people don't realize they don't live in the Disney bubble as we do. So they don't know that you have to make reservations six months out. The damage has been done. What is their that we can do to salvage their trip and give them a little bit of a good time and make some lasting family memories. So all of you, if you would please just offer your most heartfelt advice, I am going to start us off. And the first thing I'm going to tell them is to not sleep in. You want to get to the parks as early as possible because it, we go back to what our friend Jeff Williams says. You want to zig when everybody else zags. There are going to be people that are going to sleep in. There is going to be a huge crowd of people at certain places at park opening. But it's minimal compared to later on in the day. Especially with the holiday season coming up and everything. So I'm going to tell them to get to the park as early as possible. And really maximize their time on rides. Chuck, what would you do? I would say their best bet would be to make fast passes for the whole trip right now, but don't waste any of those fast passes on shows. Um, It's an easy trap to fall into, 
It's like, oh, Frozen Ever After. This looks good. Oh, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. My kids love that. There's plenty of seats, so use the fast passes to meet characters or go on even secondary attractions because you're going to be able to get into those shows no matter what. Um, I don't think there's been a time that I've seen uh, shows be completely full, especially at Hollywood Studios. So use the fast passes for attractions. Whatever you can get, grab it. Even if it's a character meet and greet, even if you've met Mickey four times or Misky once, um, <laughs> make sure that you don't use the fast pass on a show. Excellent. Kyle. What? What would you tell somebody? Um, let me see. I say take advantage of uh, Disney Downtown Springs, whatever the crap is called right now. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a park or anything, but it's a way to slow down. You're not trying to go f- get a ride. You're not trying to go, <clears throat> trying to find that character. It's like, hey, let's go spend the afternoon at Disney Springs. Go walk in the shops. I mean, go, play, go bowling. That's, that's fun stuff. Or just send the kids off forever into the fountain so you, could, you know you hate them. And then just drink some beers and just again enjoy the atmosphere without the hecticness of it is that a word hecticness Dave uh, it is now yes I'm going with now. that one. hecticness hashtag hecticness hectic Stephen what about you yeah I was going to say working on yours as well obviously turning up early to park opening but don't rely on Disney transportation either use a minivan or use an Uber to go over there as early as possible because everybody is going to be on that Disney transportation from all different parks, all different resorts. Uh, obviously, this is bearing in mind if they're not taking their own car, but the earlier the better to go over there just to maximise their day, especially for the big attractions like Pandora and stuff like that. Tim? Make your day productive as possible, but no, don't overkill it. <clears throat> Pardon me, excuse me. It's a, you know, that's it, a, it's going to be a packed vacation. There's a lot of things to do. Uh, Disney's always going to be a go, go, go vacation. But especially if it's going to be your first trip, you have kids with you, make sure you schedule those breaks. All of us have seen, <clears throat> all of us have seen the parents dragging the kids through who are screaming, crying, tired, hungry. These kids need breaks. Your kids are not walking five to ten miles a day. <clears throat> Pardon me, unless they're 11 Bravo, and I, my guess is not. <laughs> so They will be soon. <laughs> but that's, that's the big thing. Make sure you schedule your breaks. Be productive, but don't, don't overkill it. You don't want to be two, three days into your vacation and hit the Disney wall. Because then, you know, whatever time you have left, it, you're gonna you're gonna end up wasting some time. Like Chuck, you know, like Chuck said, use your fast passes. Like Steven said, get to you know get there, maximize it. Like Kyle said, you know, take those breaks. You know, everything. You know, you you have to maximize your time. But again, you know, make sure you schedule those breaks. Otherwise, the trip's gonna go from you know, the enjoyment of 10 down to the enjoyment of 1 real quick. Excellent. Now, gentlemen, I want to throw a couple questions out to you. Oh, Lord. First one, meals. Do you tell people to actually 
use table service or do you tell them just to skip table service and have just a uh, quick service meal to maximize your time takes too long out your day to do a sit down meal I found out the last time as well you can just you can get good food in the parks if you look for it you don't have to sit down and take an hour out your day when you could be okay standing in a line for an hour but the same way that hour is just going to get you on Tower of Terror you know Pandora maybe no Pandora <laughs> three hours later but rides like that you're going to maximize your day you can eat anywhere you know you can even pick it up and walk and eat but just I wouldn't I wouldn't do the sit down stuff not once did we really do a, a sit down once meal the last time we were there I, I Tim nope. Chuck no go to Tim Tim you know honestly I'm gonna go with how long are you gonna be there it's it's gonna be subjective of you know do, do you do you look for that experience it's I think it's gonna be uh, it's it's all it's all in the eye of the beholder do you do you enjoy the good full meal, meal experience do you you know do you want to just get something and run to me I I enjoy it I enjoy sitting down for a meal I enjoy being able to you know relax take in the full experience but then again it's one of those I always kind of take the attitude of this place isn't going to pack up and move to Tibet tomorrow I know I'll be back <clears throat> maybe that's a little bit of a weird you know attitude to take but uh, that's kind of the way I've always looked at it but also I can definitely see if you're on a short timed trip no I'm not wasting my time on table service I'm not wasting my time you know like Steven said taking an hour hour and a half out of your day doing that you know you can find, you know, as he correctly said, you can find great food at well, plenty of quick service stations. So yeah, you know, grab something quick on the go, you know, and yeah, use that 45 minutes maybe getting in line or hitting a couple of rides when, you know, when you have, uh, you know, attendance, uh, you know, part of those days when the attendance is down a bit. Depends what age the kids are as well. Because ideally, if you're young kids, they might not sit at a table for long enough. Agreed. Completely you better agreed. just having a, a quick yeah. stop and carrying on. Kyle, what about you? Um, it, it all depends. I mean, if you want to have a little, if you want to uh, just have a relaxing time, get a sit down, sit down meal. I mean, that's, that's going to be a good hour, hour and a half. Again, back to the whole relaxing things. I mean, go, 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 and then our break's going to be our meal, and then we can go again. But again, if you you want to keep going? You only have to go to a quick service. Go to a little, go to a little food cart. Go get you an apple. Go get you a turkey leg. Something, and keep going. Chuck. Um, it, it it all depends on who's going. If it's a family with young kids, I'm gonna say, generally, you can skip the sit down meal, um, unless if you can get a character breakfast, because that will save time in the parks. Um, you, you're going to spend an hour at the meal, but you're also going to meet four characters that you could very well have to wait two, three hours for when you add it all up. Um, plus, you also get to eat, which, you know, food is good. If it's not a, a family, if it's just, you know, two adults or one adult or four adults, um, whatever the case may be, then I'm going to say skip the, the sit-down meals unless if there's something you really 
want to try. Um, and please don't make that Rainforest Cafe. Agreed. And I'm going to tell them to totally skip out on the table service. Just maximize your time in the parks. You can go to a sit-down restaurant anywhere. You kind of... I think if you're going to Disney World, you actually want to be there for what Disney World has to offer. So you want to maximize your time as far as that. I am, however, taking from this conversation that there should be a standard set of questions that if anybody ever asks us for last-minute advice, that we should be asking people before we kind of render our verdicts. So the first one that I'm taking away from this conversation is ask how old the children are if you're not really sure. If it's maybe a coworker or somebody like that, that would be one question I would definitely ask. What are some other questions that you might want to ask a person before giving advice well it depends how much you hate life do you want to keep waiting waiting around and get your table service and waste your day if you want to keep going get your quick service don't take your breaks until you go home go back to your hotel room which hopefully is on disney property and enjoy your pool time but yeah how much time do you want to spend in the parks and how much time you want to keep on going chuck what would you ask I'd ask what type of vacation they want to have. Do they want to be miserable and cranky and have blisters and meltdowns and watch people water rocks at 8 o'clock in the morning, or, or do they want to have a good time? Okay. Steven? I said that's the biggest question you've got to ask. You know, because Disney offers so much. You know, do you want to go for hell for leather, or do you want to go to Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon? You know, do stuff like that. As Kyle was saying, go to Disney Springs. You know, I know obviously there's shops anywhere in the world, but there are specific shops you can go to there. One of the Disney, for instance. You know, and just wander around there. But if they want to do the rides, you know, you can make a plan for them. You know, my Disney experience is even a, even a two days out, you can still get rides, as we said. So it's just a matter. Of you're looking and looking for cancellations and stuff like that. You actually bring up another interesting topic of this conversation, which I will go back to after I come to Tim. I think really it all comes down to you ask them why they booked a Disney vacation in the first place. And when they tell you exactly why they did this, you can you can most likely formulate a plan exactly from that. It it is it's just all about finding out why they why they want to go down why they want to go down to the parks. Why are you making that trip? Why did you first schedule the trip? Uh, what 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 are you most excited about? What's what is what did you hear about? You know, is there a certain thing you heard about an attraction, a restaurant, a hotel? What what made you pull the trigger on wanting to do wanting to do Disney? Uh, you can really find out a lot just from uh, just from that simple question, and also uh, f a big thing, you know, just kind of going back to just a little bit of advice: read, 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 read. As all of us know, the more homework you do on a Disney vacation, the better off you are. Okay, I have started asking a uh, standard question to anybody who asks me this question. 
and I think you guys would all agree that it's a good one. I asked him first off, how big of a Star Wars fan are you? I'm pretty big. That is actually a very good question. (laughs) It figures in, especially if I know they have younger children. Some young children love Star Wars. Some parents haven't shown it to them yet, and they really don't care about it. So I kind of try to plan a lot of my friends' itineraries around the Jedi Training Academy. Now, Steven, you brought up something about as far as making a plan for them. Do you tell them about touringplans.com and do you tell them to get a last-minute subscription? Because if they're already in the parks, kind of learning how to do that whole website might be... If they're using the app, it might be a little counterproductive. Do you actually recommend it to them or not? Because the last time I had, with this actual last text that I got... I texted the link over to Touring Plans and then went to YouTube and sent them five videos on how to use the, uh, the the planner to make your own touring plans and how to optimize them. But each video was like five minutes long. They were fr- actually from Touring Plans. I found them to be helpful when I was learning how to use it. But if you're on the go, you really have time to watch those videos. Do you or do you not present them Touring Plans? If they're down there, no. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. But we yeah. Do it beforehand. You know, if you're, a few, if you're a couple of weeks beforehand, do it. If you've got a couple of days, no. Uh, getting your head around these sort of things is, is difficult for a first timer. Uh, a lot of times it may distract everything that you want to go and, and take in from the holiday as well. When you're going there for the first time, you want to try and experience everything. But you don't want to be running about left, right and centre. You want to take in the big things, the things that you want to do, rather than try to hit everything. And I think Touring Plans does more of that. You know, it's mad rush from here to there and it's time specific in relation to the crowd planning, you know, or what they've actually got in the park. So I don't think that'd be beneficial for them. I think you would maybe highlight the things if they're a friend, you would probably know what they like anyway. And maybe you know what their kid or ask what their kids like and sort of work it around from there. I mean and it depends what time of year. If they're going just now, it should be relatively quiet as well. So they should be able to take in a lot more. That is true, although now nowadays there's no more uh, downtimes in Disney. It's been really I remember that first week of December used to be really great to go. Now it's just as filled. I think there's a couple Pop Warner events. I think there's a cheerleading event one weekend and the following weekend it's a peewee football event for Pop Warner. So it kind of really makes all of the hotels completely free. One of my friends who lives down there and works for Reedy Creek is up here for the weekend because it's Thanksgiving weekend. He came back and I was spending a little time with him today. And he was saying that when he gets back on Tuesday, he's bracing himself for a really busy uh, work days. He says they're going to go fast, but the entire resort is filled to capacity, which will definitely keep him busy at work. I mean, obviously, the weekends are busy. When we were there, weekends were busy. It wasn't as busy during the week. You, you manage to fit 
Nero and everything in. And even with my Disney experience when giving you the three fast passes, some of them, your last fast pass might not be until about half past two or three o'clock. So you are really just going on the hoof. You just have to plan your day and go to the rides that you want to go on. So it's not really that much different to what these people going on a one-off trip is going to be able to do. Excellent. And do you guys have any other last-minute advice that you would want to share with a um, traveling party that you might be close with? Absolutely. Um, regardless of what happens, take it. Take a minute to realize where you are. You're not at home. You're not at work. You're in Disney World. So even if you can't see everything, even if you can't get that perfect fast pass because you're an idiot and you tried to do it 14 minutes before you left for the airport, relax. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the time with your family because regardless of whether or not you get to ride Flights of Passage, regardless of whether or not you get to meet Anna and Elsa, the memories that you're going to have with whomever you're with are going to be the the important things. You're going to remember what you did, not what you didn't do. Excellent. Anybody else? Uh, find a Disney a Disney nerd like us. Um, and when you come talk to us, I mean, it's not be over the phone or Facebook. You know, meet face to face if you can, and bring three th- bring a couple things. Your budget. What do you want to eat? What do you want to do? And what's your priority? You know, characters, rides, or again, or food. You know, find out what they are, and then you, as are us, as the Disney nerds, need to help them out as well. Excellent. But not two days before your trip, then you're screwed. And a stupid thing that this might sound like, but keep hydrated. You know, we, we even we were there kept forgetting to go for drinks you know you're that busy trying to do things that you forget it's only like when it comes to when you come out of ride and you're going and you're gasping keep hydrated because especially in the, the heat it just drives you insane and that which, which might push you over the edge to your sort of anger limits you know uh, so drink plenty of water that is not a stupid uh, thing at all. Mm. That is absolutely no. true. No. People forget that all the time. And that's a very, very important point, Stephen. Uh, most of us do not live in that climate. Uh, most of us are not used to that. And regardless of what kind of shape you are in, uh, you do need to keep hydrated. You do need to keep your body uh, up and running. That's, again, why it's, I don't know how many times I see sometimes these kids who are being drugged all over the place and well, you know what? Yeah, the kid didn't eat. You know, the kid ate at 8 o'clock in the morning, and because you think everything needs to be on a schedule here, that the kid's not going to eat lunch until 2.30. Well, guess what? The kid at home eats lunch at 11.30, and he also hasn't walked 8 miles before that. So, <laughs> you know, let's let's put two and two together here. You know, it just... Let's, you know, use use a little bit of common sense... Like you said, keep hydrated, you know, keep, you know, keep the vitamins going into your body, keep the nutrients going into your body. You're going to, you're going to enjoy so much more of it. And I think I would add, don't push the children. Go on their body clocks and go on their pace because 
I've heard so many parents tell children, you know how much it's costing us to be here and you don't want to do anything, you're wasting valuable time. Understandable, however, it's all about their, their comfort levels. And would you rather have them having a miserable time on a ride or being more comfortable and everything? It's going to, it's going to avoid a major meltdown later on, so kind of just go with the flow. It's not the end of the world if you don't get anything, everything done. Walt Disney World is huge. We go quite a bit, and we still haven't done everything. Completely agree, Dave. There's a reason, even among all of these magical rides, attractions, all of these just mind-boggling activities, there are still simple things like pools and playgrounds. Why? Because they are used by parents all the time. Or the fountains in Disney Springs. That's not an attraction. It is not an attraction. It, it doesn't make it the fifth gate. The fountains are not an attraction. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. When you're Thank eight God. year old and you can get wet in your regular clothes, it is an attraction, okay? Thank you, Tim. But then, never mind. And they also have a merry-go-round and they have a train. Those are attractions. So. And remember, don't yes. and don't freak out when your plans don't go to plan. Yeah. You got a thing in the military. Everything goes to plan until the first shot's fired. So have a, have a backup or just don't worry about it. The best laid plans of mice and men often go astray. I like my, I like mine with gunfire. I like better. Kyle's better. It has much more of an ominous feel. This is true, but I was making a connection to both literature and the fact that it's Disney with using mouse. Misky Mouse? Misky? Misky, yes. <laughs> so, for our listeners of the Misky Dudes podcast, <laughs> let's tell uh, can be found on the interwebs. Steven. Yep, you can get me at SJM Disney on Twitter. Chuck. I can be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat and on my new website duckwithnopants.org Kyle uh, Twitter turkeyleg1 Instagram turkeyleg01 and www.kylesfromsouthcarolina.com <laughs> It's a very specific website It is Tim? You can find Tim on Instagram and Twitter at plain underscore Tim The zookeeper may have uh, put him back in the cage. It never fails. Every time we (laughs) have Tim, we always lose him at one point. So this is just one of those things. Stitch likes to mess around with his audio. And you can find me at Figment's Reality. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. You can also find me at Figment's Reality on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Have a zippity-doo-dah day. Duckwithnopants.org stands for organ. Hashtag Misky Mouse Podcast. Misky Dudes. Misky Dudes. Misky Mouse Dudes. Oh boy. Are we done? You've 
just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Dave, is there a reason why you're trying to be a dental hygienist in the mirror, <laughs> in the camera? <laughs> God, that's distracting. <laughs> Okay, anyway, uh, five, four, three, two, one.